You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al Jerry. All right, here we go. Podcast. And here we're going to do today, Al. We're going to do something that we never do. Because, you know, in the beginning of the intro, how it's kind of like, hey, it's Al Dukes and Jerry Reco. Yes, there I like are that. things that uh, they compile for the show, but they never get to. But we'll right. do it here. So, and I'm out of breath because I just ran from the other studio, which yes. is really embarrassing. All right. I kind of feel like Craig running to his office and coming back it was and a full, can't breathe. It was a full 20 feet of running, Jerry. I think you uh, Well, I sprinted. Deserved uh, to be out of breath. Stop shortchanging me. And I've seen Alrighty. you do the same thing and yes. you can't breathe either. Yes, I, so, that's not great. I wanna, Did you see the story in the Daily News this morning, which I had written in every single update this morning, and I did not get to it Oh, once. you didn't get to it. I did not. Did you see the story about the basketball player from upstate New York? who helped rescue an ice fisherman from Lake Ontario. I did not. Um, And so he was not allowed to play in his basketball game because of what he was doing. He missed the team bus. Now, a little deeper. He was being a hero. He was being a hero. So he's a volunteer firefighter. Mm -hmm. All right. In, I guess, Clayton is somewhere in upstate New York. He rescues a stranding, a stranded fisherman from from a drifting ice slab. He misses the high school team's bus for a road game later that day. So he shows up, explains himself. Coach said, you're out. You did not notify us that you would not be on the bus. Do you think he was, uh, they thought he was fooling that he saved an he's ice fisherman? fisherman? fireman. I'm sure right. he's got proof. Wouldn't you think so? I would think so, but. Here's the worst part. The superintendent of the school and the district says they're very proud of him, but he knew the policy. Well, Here's listen. an idea. You, sir, die. I've got a bus to catch and play a game. Come on. I do kind of like the idea of having a policy and sticking to it. Even though it costs this kid playing in the game. Listen, he did save an ice fisherman, or so he says. But listen, I told you this week, and I found that girl's credit card. I returned it. No, thank you. Sometimes hero... And you're seething inside. Sometimes heroism, Jerry, goes unnoticed. (laughs) You still think you're a hero. (laughs) But we feel good, me and this... uh, basketball player kid we feel good inside for helping other people right and that's oftentimes good enough how many times a day since that has happened have you thought of the fact that you did not get a thank you or the fact that the father seemed more stunned than anything yeah you didn't get a pat on the pat on the back or anything right yeah i well i checked my facebook uh, messages and nothing from there well how would would they find you did you give them your name i didn't but people you know maybe someone would say I know that hero. I heard his story on the radio. That's WFAN's Al Dukes, a famous hero. <laughs> you still think you're famous. I love it. I'd be nervous to um, 
save a ice fisherman for fear that I would fall yeah. in the ice. Well, that, then unlike what? someone just finding a credit card and returning it to its rightful owner, that would be the definition of a real hero who has put his life aside for someone else, regardless of what the Did he, maybe he just threw the guy a rope and I pulled him out. I don't think he threw a rope. I don't know the story completely. Right. I just read the AP story and the Daily News story, but congratulations to him. A real hero in our society, and you, sir, are a plastic hero in terms of credit cards. I mean. Well, ice fishing is dumb to do to begin with, because mm. chances are you're going to fall through the ice. I, by the way, would like to say you did do a very good deed. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you and for I noticing. I would have actually given you a pat on the back and possibly a reward. Now, let me ask you this. It's funny you bring this up, because, uh, you know, I have another podcast. and <laughs> uh, The topic we're going to do tonight when we record is, uh, what would you do? You know, we're going to rip off the ABC television show. Right. What would you do? In a similar situation as this, what if you saw an ice fisherman fall into the ice? What would you do, Jerry Recca? I'd call for help. You would. Me too. But then I'm all again, up for calling. Here's the thing, though, too, and this is where we don't know until you're in that situation. Very well could run out. I don't know. Until it happens, it's like saying you see someone in a burning house. Right. What do you do? I mean, I'm pretty damn sure if it's my kids. You're going in. You have to. But if it's a rando guy like this ice fisherman. I I can't answer that with all sincerity because I don't know the answer. Hmm. I don't know. But mostly you would definitely call for help. That's what I would do. Yes. Always have to call for help. Hmm. All right. Earlier on the show today, we brought up uh, there's a street in New Jersey named uh, called Dick Street. Yes. And it's, strangely enough, being extended and this was a whole story yes. in the newspaper. And I claimed at the time when we were doing this story that if I found a beautiful home that I really loved yeah. and it was located on Dick Street, I, no problem with that. I would not buy the house just because of the name of the street. Because you have to give your address out often, and that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. Do you share that or would you not care what the name of your street is? I don't know. I think it would depend on the house and the neighborhood. I think yeah. if... Uh, especially with kids, if I found a house, and we're actually looking now, not that I think we're moving, but if we found a house, let's say, oh, man, on the back end of a cul-de-sac, beautiful development, you see kids in the area, you know, it's well-kept, everybody takes care of their property, I I think I would still buy the house. If I was on the fringe with it and there were other choices, I probably would move on. Because you got to think your kid's there, too. Is that your, your kids are going to be the kids in school that live on Dick Street. Um, I suppose. I don't know that kids really know or really care about that. Or that cul-de-sac you're talking about. What if it was vagina court? Okay, well, I I dare you or I challenge you to find a street in America named vagina court. (laughs) I don't know that there's a street in this country named vagina. Right. I don't think that's the case. But would you have thought there was a street named Dick? It's a guy's name. All right, fair enough. What woman do you know that's named vagina? I don't know any. No, really, you're kidding. But you've met plenty of dick. But why, if your name was Richard, would you... I'd be rich. Well, here's my question. I have a better question. At what point did the name Dick turn into how we think about it now? Like a penis. Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Because I don't think in the 50s, it's the Dick Van Dyke show. I don't think anybody thought penis show. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. I I, I might Google that later. You know, when did... And I, I actually... Wondered this about a lot of words. When did words turn into quote unquote curse words? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Bruno Mars song, right? Uptown funk 
Get right over the right. Is that the right. name of the Uptown song? Uptown Funk, sure. I mean, you listen to that, Al. You could a hundred times over think he's saying the other word. Right. But because it's titled Uptown Funk, I mean, you you sing the song quickly. I sing the song often, Jerry. Right. So, like, where did that become a bad yeah, word? Yeah, that's a good question. I do wonder that as well. Like, when did the F word, when was that a word? When was that invented to mean that sort exactly of thing? Exactly my point. Like, who was the first one to utter F you? Right? Right. So, there you go. Probably someone in the old days. I think I've given you homework. You've got to go find vagina <laughs> and when these words translated into curse words. But this this thing with the street names, you know, unfortunately, part of my job is taking the names of winners. Sure. Uh, for like, we're giving away Metallica tickets this week. I have to take the winner. And I got to tell you the pleasure it is when I have to get someone's name, address, and town. Right. When it's simple. Occasionally, I'll run into this. The guy's name will be like Joe West, 131 Elm Street, okay. Edison, New Jersey. And I'm like, bam, perfect. That's easy. Then there's times where every single part of that transaction is a struggle. I believe it. The guy's last name is like Sinlin. <laughs> he lives on Schweischweiser Way yes. in some funky town. Right. And I wonder, like, I, I really do think I would not choose to live in a street or a town that's so confusing that I wouldn't get my mail correctly. All right, let me ask you this. Yes. Let me ask you this. Would you... You meet a girl. Yes, sir. Her name is Shelly. Whatever. Michelle. Beautiful girl. Right. You guys hit it off. You have no idea what her last name is. Mm -hmm. And I would say a couple of dates, and I know it's kind of hard with social media and everything, but let's just, for poops and giggles, this is 10 years ago. Twitter's not involved. You don't have Facebook. There's no any of this stuff. You meet a girl through a friend. You guys, you go out. She loves sushi, right? And then she's like, you know what else? I really love salmon. And you're like, wow. I mean, I've met the girl of my dreams. Sure. And quite frankly, I love staying in and watching movies on Friday and Saturday night. And I get up at 6 o'clock. It would be great if I could be in bed at 8 p.m. every night. I mean, you have met it. She is it. Okay, Jerry. You want to put a ring on her finger the first date. You're, let's say, three weeks in. And it's starting to get, you know, a little serious, a little more serious to where, by the way, Wow, what is your last name? I mean, we haven't even discussed this. And her last name is Pussy Feathers. <laughs> now, do you at that point say, I can't do this? No, and here's why. A woman's last name doesn't matter. Okay. Because if you get married down the road, you're, you use the guy's name. The guy's name matters, and I think it matters for a woman. Okay. I, if a woman is dating a guy named Pussy Feathers, <laughs> Al Pussy Feathers, then yes, I think that becomes a problem. Eddie, I hope that was clean. <laughs> then I would rethink that if I was the woman. I'd be like, um, I'm just going to keep my name. I built a career with this name. I don't want to be known as uh, Mrs. Pussy Feathers. <laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. So it's a little different, it's different the I other think. way. Yes. So you'd be okay dating a girl with a weird last name. Sure. Now, we're going to take a break here, but it's going to be a natural break because nobody's going to know. And I know you have more stories. So you're saying there's going to be no commercials here. We're just going to stop. Oh, we're going to and then a half a second later, we're back, but we actually took a break. Right. I'm going to, okay. I want to ask you about a couple of town names All right. in the world. Uh, I'll just give you a, a quick little example. There's Cockburn, Cockburn. and Twat. 
Twat. Those are actual town names. Oh, right. <laughs> and then there's a couple of others <laughs> that are just like, were the people drunk when they named the town? Uh, I just want to run a couple by you and oh, then right. move on to your other stories after this very uh, natural break that you won't be aware of if you're listening. Here comes a one-second break. Like Kaiser Sose, and then the break was gone. Just like that. Uh, okay, I'll give you a couple more names and just uh, take your... No, this is, would I live on these streets? Uh, no, would you buy a house in this town? Would I buy a house in this town? Yes. Okay, based on the name. Correct. All there right, is Jerry. Titty Hill, England. I would not buy a home in Titty Hill, no. I'm okay. out for that. Would you buy a home in Spread Eagle, Wisconsin? Uh, nope, not even Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. How about Cock Up, England? Cock Up, Cock up. No, not cock up, England. I'm not for all these towns. How about Hookersville, West Virginia? No, Hookersville. That wouldn't work either. Uh, Could you live in a town called... (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) Could you live in a town called Horny Town in North Carolina? No. How about about Middle Fart, Denmark? (laughs) Now, what? These aren't... See, why would these they name these towns, towns like I that? No. Where do you think they were named that before we knew what a fart was? I don't know. I, I don't know when these when they were founded. I don't right. know. Uh, here's one I think you would live on. All right. And you might actually embrace it. Uh, Disappointment, Kentucky. <laughs> yes, that I would love. Okay. I've actually heard of that town. And you've also heard, I'm sure, of Hell, Michigan. Yes. You'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with dis- disappointment. Oh, oh, one more. Kentucky. Bald Knob, Arkansas. Bald Knob, I'm out for that. <laughs> You'd be out for that. Yeah, I'm not buying a house like that. These are legit towns. I know, but you have to give your name and address for so many things now. I would not be able to do that. The guy, you know, I buy a piece of furniture from Bob's Discount, and I got to tell him I'm in uh, Tittyville, North Carolina. <laughs> Maybe, well, how do you spell that? <laughs> how do you think? Yeah. I'm on Dick Street in Tittyville, North Carolina. Could you guys get that over to me? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, those are some tough ones. Arkansas's yeah. got toad suck. Toad suck? Which yeah. I think you could live in. Yeah, I might be able to live with that. If I'd pronounce it differently, that's all I'd do. Oh, boy. Jerry, the other day we were talking about um, donating clothes, you know, like when you go through your closets and yes. you donate clothes. Yes, I actually started pulling clothes out yesterday. Is that, that right? Yeah. Well, in uh, California, what town is this in? Placentia, California. Now, okay. that's a pleasant-sounding town. Placentia, California. Yes. Uh, a woman uh, went through her husband's closet and donated some old shirts he hadn't been wearing. Okay. Uh, but it turns out he had an envelope in one of those shirts uh, where he had $8,000. That sucks. So he actually was doing a nice deed. He he wanted to take his wife to Italy, and it was a very expensive vacation, so he wanted to save up $10,000 in cash, which he was putting in a bank. Yeah. Turns out a family member was about to be evicted with their children, so he wanted to give them some cash. So he took out of the bank $8,000 in cash, then there was a change in the story, and he they didn't need the money. They weren't getting evicted. Mm. So he had the envelope with the $8,000 in it. Probably was going to bring it back to the bank. Stuffed in a shirt. Oh. And when they called the Goodwill where they donated, they're like, uh, yeah, we have some of your other shirts here. That one you're describing is gone. Of course it is. That sucks. But then someone from the Goodwill, an employee, had found it in the shirt, 
and returned the $8,000 in cash. Now, that is That's not, a nice story. Now, not a hero, again, like someone, like a random guy finding a credit card or a debit card. Not a hero, mm-hmm. but but that is a great story. And I think you've got to give that person. The goodwill person? 400 who turned bucks? it in? That's fair. 5%? Yeah. I'd even go 500 bucks. I won a couple hundred dollars here on one of the football pools. At work? What would you have given Bogan, who ran the pool, what would you have given him? How much did you win, would you I won say? A, $200. I gave him 20 bucks. See, I probably would have gave him 40 I always think really? 20 Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. I'm sure I would have overdone it. I didn't know if I gave him enough, and I guess I didn't. Okay. I suck. <laughs> so it goes. Okay, whatever. I don't, Split- by the way, I don't think everybody gave him a tip at right. that one. So right. I thought I was doing well. You but. were probably, oh, yeah, maybe 10% in that situation. Maybe not good enough. Though. No, I think you might. I think you're fine. You weren't, I don't, you didn't embarrass yourself. I didn't yourself. embarrass myself. Right. If I didn't give him anything, that would have been Right, ridiculous. or give him $5. That's embarrassing. Uh, Jerry, let me take you to Memphis, Tennessee. On a plane or are we driving? No, no, just a story. Oh. Just a story. I've never a, been to uh, Memphis. Me neither. I want to go to Nashville and Memphis. I, I would like to do that as well. They are a couple hours apart. Yes. But I think you could go to Memphis and stay over one night in Memphis and go back to Nashville. I, that sounds great. I want to go see uh, Elvis's house. Uh, the Graceland? Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that in Tennessee? That is in Tennessee. Right. I would like to go see that. That's, uh, I'm not sure what town it is. I don't either. Oh, it's in Graceland. <laughs> Graceland, Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. Paul Simon <laughs> sings the song Graceland, Tennessee. Hmm. I'm sure they're all in the same area, Jerry. <laughs> Although Tennessee is one of those really long states. So it could be hours and hours Long apart. state. Right, yeah. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Yes, right, exactly. Got it's it. just a long state. Yeah. Well, a funeral home in Memphis, Tennessee is offering drive-through viewings. Now, would that count? If you passed and I did a drive-through viewing of you, would you count that as that I, that I went to your wake? That's a tough one. Um... I would say for good friends and family, that does not count. Now, they're saying, uh, the funeral home saying, let's say we have a wake set, a wake set from a viewing from four to six. Mm-hmm. That's the specific time where they have the wake. Right. Prior to that, you'd be in a drive-up window. Hold on a second. This isn't a mannequin at Macy's. I mean, what are we doing? Drive what up? do we do? We raise the curtain. Showtime! No, I think you're just in the window. Well, like, don't move, sir. He's dead. And we drive We drive through the wind and look at you, say our prayer, and be on our no, way. No, this is no good. You don't this like is, that? This is no good. You don't think this is going to catch on? Catch on where? Uh, the guy from the funeral home says, quote, I got the idea from a funeral home out in California. I thought it was something new. I thought it would be neat to add to the Memphis area, just to add something unique to our funeral home. Okay. I'll pass. No extra charge for the drive through viewings. No extra charge? You, There's no charge for a regular viewing. If you purchase a, a funeral package. This is what, what he is says. This, Disney World? This is the guy who owns this. says, quote, say a family has a visitation from four to six. We would put their loved one in the drive through viewing area, say around one o'clock. And they will have a drive-through viewing from one to two thirty. Oh he said four families have used the service, and the feedback has been positive. "Quote: We're getting rave reviews. We had people actually just pull up drive-through just out of curiosity. They didn't even know the person who had passed. Hey, what do you want to do today? We have no plans. Let's go see a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this." 
quick drive through grab a burger, <laughs> then a drive through we'll check out a, a viewing. How long can we stay and watch? Then we'll drive through and get a and get a coffee. We'll just do all drive-throughs today. This is not right, man. I would get those two guys that do those Sonic commercials and have them do the commercials for the drive-up um, viewing funeral home. Oh God, this is brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen. I guess if it's going to work, then great. I think it's awful and it's callous. But oh, even better, technology's involved. Jerry, check this out. Uh, the owner Ryan Bernard says a guest pull up to the window where they sign in on an iPad. And receive up to three minutes of viewing time. I have a business idea. Very simple. What do we got? Alan Jerry's Periscope Funeral and Wakes. Ooh. So why did we just watch it? And it depend. You have to sign in to view. Okay. Now you know who's there. It's a virtual wake. The problem is I couldn't handle the dead people. I don't know how people pick that as a career path. God bless them for doing it because we all are going to need it at some point. Right. For a family member or ourselves. I'd have trouble with that part. Okay. But listen, Alan Jerry's virtual online wakes and funerals. How about this? If one of us happens, and it's not likely, but if one of us happens to pass while we're still working here doing these podcasts, the other person periscopes the funeral for the listeners, for the for the pod- podcast listeners. See, I'm surprised you want that. I would think you'd want a mob at the funeral home for That's people to true. realize how popular you are. Do this then. Periscope, but put it on a big screen so I could see all the people. So oh, the circuit funeral. Yeah, right so now. that all the people could see all the comments coming through. And you remind the people at my viewing, go, oh, those are all people watching. So your viewing is going to be more like a, an auction uh, and a bid where people put their bid up and it scrolls yes. like the stock exchange. Yeah, everyone will get credit for viewing my periscoped wake. You know what? It makes sense because you are a lot about credit. Yeah. You love the credit. And put up, uh, write something nice, Jerry, for my final tweet. Uh, let's, uh, I will write something very nice, I promise but you. But like that. it would come from me. With That's some fair. humor, but touching also. Can I, speaking of you, uh-huh. I found where you should move. This oh, another not a town. town? Oh, it's not a town. Okay. But I was trying to find out before if there is a vagina court right. or vagina place, vagina street. And that does not come up. Hmm. I did find the most embarrassing street names oh, right. in the United States. You Googled this? And in Decatur, Georgia, you could live on Boring Road. Oh. Now we're on to something. Now you're in the suburbs of Atlanta. You could go work for Turner, mm-hmm. do Al's Boring Podcast from Al's Boring Home on Al's Boring Road. That would be awesome. That's a podcast, ladies That I would love. Good job, Jerry. I'm sorry it was a little short today because Evan was... Challenging to me you. on the air before ten twenty, so I didn't get here in time. So it's a little bit shorter. Well, luckily, Jerry, we have a Boomer and Carton warm-up show that was terrific. Which today. I thought was spectacular today. Yeah. Very good. And then uh, we'll see you tomorrow with the warm-up, which we will podcast for you. And coming up soon, because a couple of people have asked me, mm-hmm. we will find a Friday shortly where we will do another uh, short one. Q&A? Q&A. Okay. On Podcast. Twitter, if you get all day parking and you don't have to run out of here. Okay, Jerry, that's fair. Is that fair? Yes. All right, I got to go. Okay, Sue? It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. It's Thursday. Boomer and uh, is out, so it'll be Craig and Chris Christie coming up at 6 o'clock. Good morning, Al. Oh, hi, Jerry. So I have a question I'd like to pose to you to start this. Now, the back pages of the newspapers are all about Zach Wheeler, and understandably so. There's nothing going on, so 
when you've got a little tenderness in the elbow, as they say, when he's coming back from Tommy John surgery, I understand. But then you continue to read the article, and it's basically, or could be, the result of lingering scar tissue from an injection of that PL, whatever it's called, the PLP injection, that blood platelet stuff, right? Here's my question to you. Dan Worthen basically made it seem like it's not a big deal. Almost expected. He's going to throw again Friday. Then why tell the world yesterday? Well, be, uh, why would he tell why? the world? Yes. Yeah, because they have nothing to talk about either. There's no news, okay. I guess, right now. But so. why make this the sky is falling story out of what they think is nothing? Just say if all of a sudden his routine looks a little off. Guys, he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. We're taking it slow. He'll throw again Friday. Well, I guess because we all expect uh, doom and gloom when it yeah, comes to they feed into pitching it. and injuries. Well, he had the surgery two years ago, yeah? Right. So just not, but the thing Set is, back slash, yeah, yeah, and we know how long these baseball seasons are. So when guys are already like in spring training, hasn't even really started yet, and guys are already sore and arms hurt. Like in my head, I've, I'm a Met fan. I've already got him off the but, team. But that's that's my point. Why? Because if this is nothing like he said, then why make this a big story? Because it's already something. But it doesn't. And that's my point. You're you're actually making my point for me. No, no, it doesn't but, have to be something. These guys. He hasn't thrown in two years. Do we not expect the arm to be no, a little has bit thrown. sore? It's not like he just got. He was like, mm, I haven't thrown a ball in two years. Let me throw something. Would I feel sore? He's been throwing in, but maybe in not the at, rehab. Maybe not at full speed like they do. You you see all these I'm, things. Hey, today Zach Wheeler long toss twenty right. times, and that's his day. You know, now all of a sudden they start getting into more of a game, not game, but a routine to get through the spring. Like, what do we, so let me ask you this. David Wright takes 100 swings off a tee. His back's a little sore. Yeah, I, I, He hasn't swung yes. in two years. And of guess course. what? As a Met fan, I have Wheeler out, I have David Wright out, and I have Matt Harvey not getting through July. Not a single one <laughs> of those guys. And I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not, right, so you're a doom and gloom guy too. I'm not a doom and gloom. This is the reality. We see these guys, when guys, certain guys, get hurt, they never come back. They're certain, never good. Certain and guys Harvey, are injury prone. That's Harvey, true. to me, is one of those guys. Wheeler's one of those guys. And David Wright now is one of those guys. So I don't even consider those three on the Mets this year. Before they even try. Yeah, because I, by July, they won't be there. I really, I, I truly believe well, by that. By the way, if that's the case, specifically with Harvey, too, I mean, their path to where they want to go just gets more difficult. I know what they did last year, and that's all well and good. They need Matt Harvey, and they need DeGrom, and they need Syndergaard, and it would be nice if they had Wheeler that could contribute, too. And Matt's, too, by the way, who's always hurt. Right. And that's why when they go, oh, the Mets have so much pitching. Yeah, by July, they'll have Lugo. Possibly. Gzillman and all that nonsense going out there. I think they proved themselves quite well last year. But uh, Phil Hughes, Jerry, who you remember for the Yankees he pitched here. I do remember on the Twins. He's on the Twins now, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although not a good year last year, right? He was one. He was one in seven at one point. Uh, Has this uh, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery, which is the same thing that Matt Harvey had to get, right? Where they remove a rib, evidently. Where your ribs play into your shoulders, I have no idea. I feel like my ribs end here. Think of the motion, Al. You're throwing across your body. Your ribs are right there. Here? Yeah, come on. I feel like they're far enough away from your shoulder anyway. But anyway, uh, Matt Harvey uh, last July had reached out to Phil Hughes uh, because he was very concerned about this. And Phil Hughes told him it really was not terrible. Right. But also revealed in there, Jerry, was that Phil Hughes 
kept his rib. I would, too. And do what with it? You display it in the house, in in your office or something. Like in a memorabilia box? The rib. He said he's considering making it a piece of jewelry. Wear it around his neck or something? I don't know. I guess. Like encase it in sterling silver or something? (laughs) I don't know. Now, when they take a rib out, uh, this is a a real, real question. I'm not being stupid on purpose. Is that a bone? Yeah. Your rib is a bone. Uh, unless or it's is something it, else. Or is it cartilage? Your rib cage. Well, your rib cage is a right. bone. So if they're taking out, I just always assume they were taking out a piece of one of the ribs. And do our ribs look like, you know, if you go to Chili's and get ribs? Boneless. Have you never seen a rib? A real human rib? No. You've never seen a skeletal, you know, one of yes, the... Yes, a skeleton, but I don't. Hey, I think that's the what rib. What do you think they base that off? A dog? <laughs> well, I think that's the rib cage. I'm saying the rib itself is right, listen, in the cage. I've never had thoracic no, outlet syndrome. The rib cage is com- made up of all the individual ribs. But they go between the bones. When you eat ribs, you're not eating a bone, Eddie. You're eating right, rib Right, you're meat. eating the, the, the meat, meat around, around it. So did he keep his rib meat or no. he kept the rib bone, this Phil Hughes, that he wants to put in jewelry? If he's going to put it in jewelry, he's going to yeah. look like Turk Wendell. Remember him? He used to wear the uh, the shark teeth around his neck. Yes. This guy's going to wear his rib. Maybe you cut him up and you make a little chain out of it. Craig had know. a rib removed. He did. I remember. Uh, uh, That's why him and Harvey have this wonderful connection. When Craig and I were sitting on a beach one day, shirtless, Craig and I glistening in the sun, uh, he, he wait, had. Hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> slow down. When was that? We took a trip to the radio station of the Bahamas or some or Bermuda, one of those, was a sponsor. Oh, okay. Whatever one's close. I remember that. I didn't go to that, yeah. And uh, we went, and Craig and I were on the beach together. That's got to be awkward. And Craig had a scar up here because he had a rib removed. Now, if he kept it, it's lost in his office somewhere. He, he can't keep track of anything. Right. You think he's keeping track of a rib? No. It'll wind Which... up in the microwave some morning when he's hungry. <laughs> hey, this looks hey try these ribs. By the way, he had a couple of meals yesterday. He's like, try this, try this. One scoop, done. Oh, yeah, and then he left them all left it. in the mailroom here at FAN. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, Jerry, you've often talked about, you love having multiple jobs. You're a big jobs guy. I don't love having it. I'd like to honestly come to work and go home. But oh. when you get offered a job opportunity you you look at it of you course. Have a, yeah so you have a number of jobs this uh, tampa rays nick franklin he's a you they call him a utility yeah, player. Jerry. more of an outfielder than anything but yeah utility player means i, I don't know what to do with it this means guy. he could play in the infield he could play in the outfield he could you do look at that as a positive or a negative depends on what type of player you are see i think it's a negative uh it can be if you but if you're not great at one position but you're good enough to be in the big leagues why not be a utility player where you get several starts a week at different positions rather than sit on the bench because you can't break through because the right fielder is better than you. But you would never hear like Babe Ruth, utility player Lou Gehrig. You know what I mean? The well, those are the are... all-time greats. Nick Franklin is not an all-time great. He's not. But he is definitely a competent major league player who I bet you makes probably three, four million dollars a year, something like that. Would you settle for that, or does that is that not good enough in your world? No, I would take that. Oh, you'd take that. Okay. But like you, he has multiple jobs. He is also uh, an Uber driver. That fascinates me. He drives Uber around Tampa. Now, that's not to make – it can't be to, can, just to make extra money. That's got to be because he's bored. It has to be. They say some – because there's a – there are a couple of players, lesser, even lesser known than Nick Franklin. Some people just love the easy cash that comes with being an Uber there's driver. No, listen, when you're making 3 or $4 million a year, the cash is easily acceptable, accessible. I don't think he needs to go drive an Uber car for cash. Now, you and I have discussed uh, – 
signing up to be drivers and uh, driving people to and from when we are coming into work. Well, well, the uh, no, 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 no. I'm not picking anybody up at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, you're not. But the idea that I think is a good one is to just be like a shuttle service to Newark Airport when we leave. And so when we, you, you'll be like an Uber pool right on the way home. You'll just pick up people and drop them off at Newark Airport. A person. One person. Not people. No, but <laughs> if you do not a, pool, a car share. No, if you do car share, I think you get you know, more money. Well, whatever. I would say one person, Newark Airport, on my way home, bang, there's the easily accessible cash. Do you think people recognize him? Hey, aren't you no, Tampa Rays utility outfielder? Let me tell you something. I went to a Rays game last <laughs> summer in Tampa. There's nobody there <laughs> except for older people. Yeah. I don't think most of these guys. Now, Evan Longoria, maybe. But Nick Franklin, probably not. So he could be an Uber driver undercover. No one would know. I think that's very possible. Quick timeout when we come back. We'll talk about Tony Romo because his wife spoke. Uh, and also we will uh, get you set for Craig and the governor on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. Sort of. All right, Craig Carton, Governor Christie coming up in just about three minutes or so. A couple of quickies. The Knicks did lose last night in Oklahoma City. Not a shock. Carmelo Anthony is going to go to the All-Star game after he said he probably wouldn't. Uh, and he will forego that vacation. And the, the Nets lost again. Um, Candace Romo spoke on the ticket in Dallas. And I see this is on the rundown in the show sheet. And she was talking about, asked about Tony Romo's post-playing career. Career. What is he going to do with himself once he retires? And this was one of her answers. I don't know. Like, I, I joke that he could be an amazing DJ. He loves music. <laughs> and she also added, and this was serious. You know, I think he would be really good at is an actor. I this is really crazy. Yeah, I think what he'd was be that? He was, good he was actor. Good, uh... He's a really like he's really more of a creative. I think. I mean, he has a good balance of that type A and creative. And then they were talking about. I guess he did direct TV commercials or something where he was very natural at it. Which she never referenced. And I would think if I'm Tony Romo. Wouldn't you go try and play professional golf when you're done on the senior tour or something? Or this DJ thing. Do you think she well, means I, club DJ or like a, like a rock she, classic rock job? She actually didn't uh, specify that, and I think that was more of a joke. I think she was very serious about the acting. Now, when we were in uh, Houston for the Super Bowl, we had to take the Uber around a lot. Yes. Craig did this every time he would get in the Uber. He would ask to connect his iPod or his iPhone to the radio stereo, and then he would DJ with a DJ app. How'd that go? About like this. It's awesome. Listen to some music. Now, maybe Tony Romo would play like what Peyton Manning and Joe Montana does, dumb versions of themselves in commercials. I think he's done that. Yeah, that's He has done that. That's all the players do. They play like this is me if I was stupid and hilarious. Right, like you. I don't know about that, Jerry. Well, you like to act stupid and hilarious. Oh, that's true. That's not really your persona, which people think it is. Thank you, Jerry. And the whole boring thing is a farce as well. I am not stupid and dumb. The only thing, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned because Eddie has done the podcast for me when I'm out with Rutgers. Right. There's no person more boring than him. Than Eddie. And you have the nickname. I think we need to swap those things. I disagree with that. I think Al's far more boring no, than Eddie. No, he is not. Thank really. you. Al goes out every Friday night, every Saturday night. Yeah, he likes to do, do things. Party. He goes out with his girlfriend. They go out to hard. dinner. They go out and have <laughs> drinks. Eddie goes out. I'm yeah, not but joking. they're home by nine. Once every six weeks. <laughs> nine. They're home by nine. We get up very early, Mr. Governor. For, on Valentine's Day, I took her out to dinner. No lie. 445? 445 reservation. We are your flagship station. 